0: that sounds good driving is i'm so glad that i i had a driving job for so long um because like especially now at my new job ev like everything that's made it to where this has been okay for me onboarding into a really difficult job like even though i've never had a career i've never worked in tech anything like that (laughs) like this has been easy because all my time being a delivery driver, listening to podcasts, basically, or not, not just like podcasts, but like listening to YouTube videos, listening to like Udemy courses, lectures, but it's just like all of the, all of the ambiguous stuff around, like you could go to college and like learn, like I'm going to learn AI or something Mm -hmm. and it'd be a very directed narrow type of thing, but then to like understand all the context around it, the history, like the earliest methods of it and how it evolved and just like all that context. Like I was just really obsessed with that stuff, uh, like for years and just listened to a lot of podcasts. And now that's like everything that comes into play, like not my technical education. Like I use that like 10% of the time, right. 90% of the time it's soft skills and like just the things that I found interesting. Basically. Things
1: you learned over time. What what was the first, like, forms of AI, like, do you remember at all?
0: The first forms of AI, like?
1: Yeah, like, do you
0: have, yeah, yeah. Very first. Do you know? Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it's hard to say that because it depends on how you describe it. Because people will call something AI when really maybe that AI is just a hundred different binary conditionals. You know, like maybe you take some kind of input weather data and then the AI will, you know, maybe the AI is smart and will predict, is it going to rain or not tomorrow? Right. And it will just look at each number and do a simple binary calculation. You know, is it greater than this? Does it equal this And this calculation? And it'll just run down the line and then it'll output, it's going to rain tomorrow. But it's like, is that really AI? Right. But so like I, I bring that up just to say like in the early days, they would call lots of things ai but looking back now it's like mm. i could make that <laughs> mm. okay you know so is it really is it really ai but so yeah that's that's mainly what it is it's like people just making rules for solving problems repeatedly okay that that requires some type of intelligence or some type of like reading and understanding something or inputting and understanding something
1: yeah cuz A- ai is essentially just like a, a human brain on millions of steroids, right? Like it can just process things at like light speed or whatever, basically in layman's terms. And yeah. And very narrow, very, very narrow fields. Mm-hmm.
0: Like the reason that humans are so smart is we have an immense breadth of like context. Mm-hmm. We also learn fast. We still learn faster than computers, um, you know, part of my job is to train AI models and, and you just input data and if I want to train a model to be able to tell that an email is spam or it's not spam, I need 250 spam emails for it to read yeah. where I label it and I'm like, hey, this is spam, read it. Hey, this is spam, read it. Right, right. And it, it takes 250 for it to learn but if you think about like first grader, mm. How many less than 10 definitely like or maybe maybe 10 right. maybe 20 for the not so bright one but like mm-hmm. for humans we're just like so we're still very much faster and we have like a lot more breadth um, and so in a lot of ways AI is overhyped mm. but in other ways it's underhyped in the narrow aspects like chess or being a calculator
1: right. Um, It is interesting how, like, uh, I've talked to Vinny about this before. Um, It's funny how we get upset at computers, but it's us that are manning the computers. I'm sure you know this, too. But, like, it's also interesting how your relationship with computers and, I guess, AI changes when you start realizing, oh, I'm in control of this. I'm telling it what to do. So, if it's messing up. If something's messing up in front of me on my computer, it's like, oh, I'm doing something wrong or I have something I need to go fix in order to, like, resolve this problem. But I feel like sometimes people, including me, get, like, frustrated when something doesn't work. And you're just like, oh, you stupid machine. And, <laughs> and,
0: yeah. No, that's it's definitely true. But there is there, – they're,
1: like, when you learn more.
0: You figure out that there are actually people and things to blame, like specific things. Yeah. Well, sometimes so, it's
1: yourself, though. Sometimes it's the user. Yeah. It's a, in my in my circumstance. Like, I'm just horrible at setting things up on my computer, and then forgetting it is a certain way. And then if I have to run a different program, I have to go like disable something I did before, just things like that. Like, yeah. I forget that I did that, and then I blame the machine. Uh, because of my, why are you doing this really fast? Like, I want it. I want it fast and now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's almost like uh,
0: amp- well, what is that word? Ampropomorsi- mm. amp- <laughs> anthropomorphizing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, basically, fancy word for meaning, like, humans are so, we're so social that, like, we'll get mad. We'll, like, stub our toe on a rock and get mad at the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. like, getting mad at your computer is, like,
1: i get mad at my skateboard every day i i get mad at rocks when i hit them on my skateboard yeah no every single day i'm blaming an inanimate object for sure
0: (laughs) yeah or you like hit a crack on the road and you're just like who the fuck or what am i paying my taxes for yeah (laughs) yeah you just instantly find something
1: something. yeah or a tire getting shredded you're like fuck you tire (laughs) yeah When you could have just been driving more careful, that's also another personal experience. I go through tires a lot because I don't pay the fuck attention. (laughs) Yeah. It's – well, Oklahoma City is especially bad. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Do you notice that now being up in Utah? Not to change the subject really quick, but are 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 the roads like – Last time I was there was like four years ago, five years ago. The roads seemed amazing, but – I do not know if it changed or anything. Yeah, everything here
0: is new, it, it <clears throat> looks like to me. At least in this cent- central area, I'm like in the Utah Valley. Right, right. Area. There's a lot happening, but it's just because everything was built in the last 10 years. Yeah. So.
1: I, I feel yeah. like a lot of cities are due for some kind of makeover like that. Like,
0: Oh, it's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like. It's just it costs so much money now. It's it's insane. Like I I saw. Um, oh, let me see if I can find this. It was like some New York park that's like a hundred million or something. Um, that was just built and it took like ten years. Damn. Yeah, here it is. Look at this shit.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't take me to the article. Little Island. Yeah. That is little as fuck. <laughs> Damn.
0: Yeah. How much did it cost, though? I actually do need to go back to that article. $260 million, Whose $260 million donation has further transformed the once derelict west side of Manhattan. Are they saying that was two hundred sixty million dollars?
1: I mean, it is pretty small. So I mean, that makes. Sense. I mean, it's amazing.
0: It's cool. Yeah, but it's yeah. Like, you can fit like I don't know. That's just <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, it's it's so expensive to do that stuff. Like, the prices are rising for for building materials.
1: So I wonder how much that goes in the price goes into the architecture, though. A lot, definitely. See, I'm bummed about that because I wish that the U.S. was more like, what's the word? It's so bland, especially in the mid, being a kid from the Midwest and the South, you know, like all we have is like fucking strip malls and everything. It's ugly as fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. I really wish that architecture didn't cost so much and like artists could just like make everything look just fucking crazy like i that's that's the type of world i wish i lived in everyone's like yeah making cool sculptures and out of just normal buildings you know which i mean it's becoming more popular now in some places but yeah it when
0: i was a i, w- I went to carson city nevada recently which is like really old like a really old city um and they had like they actually had a a coin mint there, like a gold mint officially for like the U S was there because oh, it was okay. like a mining town. Mm. But like in the 18, <coughs> I don't know, eighties, eighties, nineties, something like that. Like there was a lot of mining happening, a lot of wealth like generated there. And, and people just like, like literally, you know how people would go out West, just mm-hmm. no idea what the fuck is going to be out there, but I'm going to go find gold or go pick out a piece of land or whatever. Yep. Like, that type of shit uh like all of these different business tycoons but they built these like huge beautiful mansions like out of wood a lot of them and they just picked the finest like giant wood boards mm. that have just lasted just pristine for, for 100 years 100 yeah. plus years and we were like walking around looking at some of these houses and then you like walk where you intersect with like another part of the city that's more modern and there's just this square, fucking dumb, dopey office building right there, <laughs> like across the street from this mansion. And it's just like gray, and then there's glass, and then it's gray, and then there's glass, just yeah. like striped, like a then, like, d- Is there logo even on it? <laughs> like no, there's no logo. It was just like, like the just yeah pattern, yeah, just blocking the sky. Right. And I was like, why, why? It was just like the <laughs> contrast was so obvious in that moment. Yeah yeah but yeah like we don't pe- not very many people have the incentive i think to build like beautiful things over the long term mm-hmm. like cathedrals that used to take like 100 years right right like you would plan it out and if you planned it out you would never see it
1: yeah finished. but it but what's weird is i feel i i'm going i'm guessing this i'm wondering if the general population surrounding those like churches and everything like because they had it in their mind that I'm not going to see this thing built but I'm going to be a part of building it that gave them more of like a sense of kind of like I feel like what we've lost nowadays like our our uh how short our life is on this earth you know what I'm saying like it, it like put things into perspective where it's like here's what we're gonna make you probably won't be here <laughs> but yeah. you can contribute to it, and it's going to be beautiful and amazing, and be in history. And I, they probably weren't thinking that, but maybe subconsciously, that it just like gave people more things to work towards. Obviously, yeah. yeah. It's it, it,
0: there. This the makes me think that economic. Th- there's an economic term called time preference that kind of talks about this, and and this is an exact perfect example. If you have a low time preference, then you have a low preference for the timeliness of something happening. You just care about the result. You don't care about the time. Mm. If you have a high time preference, you really you care about the quickness almost more than you care about the result. Mm. Um, and when you look back at like a cathedral is on one side where these people, they're thinking in a hundred year time scale. Obviously, it's not going to bring, there's not much immediate pleasure except for just the pleasure of the work itself
1: mm-hmm.
0: waiting for them. They're thinking of the generations ahead, they're thinking of the city they live in, the people, their ancestors. It's a low time preference. They're just thinking you know, on a lot larger time scale. Right. And then you compare that to like a McMansion that like some just entrepreneurial contractor, he's just trying to get it up in like eight months, yeah. ten months.
1: Right, right. And he's gonna
0: use the cheapest material and right. just you know, it's it's like really like how tech companies are built, which is move fast and break things. Mm-hmm. Like that's a like a Silicon Valley phrase. And like that's how we do I don't know. It seems like to me we do a lot of architecture. Either right. that or if we spend a lot of time on something and we just make a boring Glass dildo in the sky that, like, right. all the same. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: But yeah, that's why I want to go to Europe and
1: Dubai just, and so shit. so many places throughout Europe. Dubai is pretty cool looking. But yeah, we were yeah, talking uh, about AI. It kind of got us off track. My bad. Oh, yeah. No. That's it's cool. It's, but yeah, like, AI is a, it's just a
0: weird because no one, like it's all over the news and there's all of these stories and movies and everything is so like conflated it portrays AI in a certain light. Yeah. And yeah. And it's, and it's crazy. You've got people, some people on, on one end who are, I don't want to say alarmist, but they're like warning and speaking and sometimes yelling about the dangers of AI. And then you've got like, the people actually making AI and of course they're talking about how great it is and how we're there and it, it's, it's ready and it's a good thing mm-hmm. and it's going to bring about a good future. And it's kind of like, if you just look at the incentives there, you're right, like, yeah. well, it's like journalists <laughs> wanting to tear something down. Yeah. And then I'm the convinced the business people wanting to pump their company up. Right. It's so that it's like, ongoing battle. Truth? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm convinced that journalists don't exist anymore. Uh, And I hope in our lifetime we see a journalist come out that's like actually a journalist and kind of like – but I don't know. It's hard to – I don't know. I'm convinced.
0: (laughs) I mean the real journalists are people that are actually risking – their neck mm, mostly might, in authoritarian countries right. that are reporting on things that are d- truly dangerous like those are real reporters I and mean. right right but of course they don't get the limelight
1: mm-hmm.
0: quite like other other stories or popular stories i guess yeah but yeah so between the business people and the journalists i think the reality <clears throat> Lies somewhere in the middle, gets construed a little bit, yeah and and really if, if for a simple idea of like where we are with a i and what it does is just think about my spam example, like you know you you want to train a computer to understand spam, you give it mm-hmm. two hundred fifty examples of spam labeled spam, so mm-hmm. it knows mm-hmm. you give it two hundred fifty yeah. examples of just you know whatever regular email regular interaction and then there you go and so like well what's happening in there well all that's happening is that a bunch of calculations are being run to Mm -hmm. analyze the contents analyze the structure find micro micro patterns and then because it's a computer it's different to do that as a computer than a human like for us we need so much more context. Like things are so much more interconnected. Mm-hmm. Our computer can just run a calculation on a piece of data, store it in memory. Run a calculation on a piece of data, store it in memory. Everything it learns can store it in memory. <laughs> like everything, like there's unlimited space. Yep. There's not a problem with timeliness. It's always going to run fast. Re- really, just the problem is how complex reality is and how narrow of a process that is that I'm describing. For, for understanding the world it's extremely narrow but that's basically where we are with it but the different applications of that they have it reading people's faces through masks you know like recognizing people's faces like they figure yep. that out in China wow. facial recognition through masks like that's Fuck. possible and what is that a face you take a facial image even with a mask on it's just you turn it into a bunch of numbers right Like you just turn it into a a matrix, and the computer will just read it and recognize the structure, the patterns of of those numbers, and be able to
1: duplicate, yeah, right. That's fuck, man. Yeah, that's
0: a (laughs) a simple idea, but when you think about a simple idea, a narrow idea, that's extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And you think about where you can apply that across the economy, across the world. And I th- I think it's worth people starting to understand just conceptually, like some some of these things because it's invading, it's invading us and we're interacting with it uh, all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the there's parts of AI that freak me out a little bit, just because. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just these simple methods that are being implemented, but they're being implemented in nefarious ways. Not all, but like it is kind of scary when you start realizing how many nefarious, like things are being carried out through AI. And there's always the classic trope of like movies, like I robot or like, what's Mm -hmm. that one that came out recently? Um,
0: Well, the classic is, uh,
1: um. Uh, oh my gosh, Stanley Kubrick. What What am I thinking of? I'm forgetting too, dude. I I drew a blank on the the movie that I was even trying to say.
0: <laughs> dude, this is funny. I always forget about this stuff I really recorded. Anyway, 2001: t- A Space Odyssey. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. But yeah, like that's uh what what is the AI named?
1: In that? I forgot, but. That's like Damn, the classic example. I can't example even remember the fucking movie I was trying to think of either. Hmm. Dude, there's been so
0: many AI movies. Yeah. Well, I guess like uh, Her is one. That's yeah. a bit of a, a, a weird one.
1: Yeah. But it's
0: it's funny how in the end she like merges with other AIs and they become a super intelligence and they're just like, "We're so much more than you. We're just moving on." Right.
1: Yeah. There's, there's lots of theories around that. I got to look this up now. Oh, I mean, there's the classic AI, like the old, old movie from like, uh, I don't know. What year was that? 2001 or something. Super old. It's like a robotic, robotic boy. Yeah. 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 That, that movie is weird.
0: There's that one. The my company they they like name their their product after the AI or not the AI but one of the like have you seen Minority Report?
1: Mm, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I've actually seen it. I think I've just seen it's, people talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty cool movie. It's um has Tom Cruise in it, and it's just it, it's it's weird though. It's like sci-fi, but they find these like these children are born that I don't remember how they explain it scientifically, but they, they're basically like, uh, they can see into the future. They can see fragments of the future, Mm -hmm. but only for like really bad events like Mm -hmm. murders. So they develop this super authoritarian police force Mm -hmm. that like goes and can stop people before they even commit crime. Uh, but yeah, like my company named their product like after one of one of those like psychic children that's used in the <laughs> whole structure, and it's like I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like okay, that's, that's cool. cool, I guess. <laughs> that's maybe not the vibe you're looking for. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many there's so many movies and like and, and Black Mirror I think is one yeah of the yeah that's a good one
1: yeah that. Has, is there a Black Mirror movie? Like, no, uh, they. I think they're talking about it. At least I, thought, I heard.
0: I Thought there was a movie for some reason, but there's tons of seasons and so so many people talk about it. Like it's obviously really popular. So I think that's had it. Like AI really penetrate people's consciousness. Uh, and I guess one thing that's worth mentioning is like and I guess this is it's kind of a technolo- technological thing, but also a cultural thing It's like there was what they called an AI winter or like a period of t- 10 to 20 years where basically throughout the eight, like mid eighties, nineties up to like early two thousands, I think where all of the like excitement and exuberism in the sixties seventies and eighties mm-hmm. for like, the the progress of computers and how smart computers could become like, there was just technological walls that got hit and like the companies that were built using this stuff, like nothing really like stuck around. And so it was like a dying idea. Like people thought it was, it was done for and it wasn't possible. And in fact, it was like a mainstream thing to say that like, yeah, AI is a sci-fi idea. Like we're not, we're not going to have any practical applications of AI. Mm You know, for a hundred years or for five hundred years. Um, but like, the first—have uh, you seen the movie? Um, God damn it! <laughs>
1: Dude, we—we we, we gotta have. Okay, a, it's the movie
0: about Alan Turing, and it yeah, has.
1: This is a sign we gotta have Jimmy on to talk about movies. Cause he's Dude, we, got a, yeah, we do. He, he's got to school our ass. Because if, if he listened to this, he'd be screaming at us right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the imitation
0: game. The imitation okay, game. Yeah. It has Benedict Patch, but it's about Alan Turing, who's like the historical figure. But Alan Turing actually invented basically the first computer to break the Nazi codes, which is which is an amazing story. And but he was the first one to, well, he has the Turing test. If you've ever heard of that, Mm. that's become popular, but it's like a test to be able to tell, well for him, it was a test or it was a bar to be able to say, not artificially intelligent, artificially intelligent. And the bar was, can you trick a human just through conversation into thinking that you're a human? Mm. And that's, that's basically the Turing test. And there's a bunch of different versions of it. But, you know, this is the guy that first invented, b- basically the first computer, first digital or electrical computer. And he writes uh, papers about AI, about artificial intelligence. He's the one that coins the term. Okay. And he sees it as an inevitability. Mm. And this is in 1940s and 50s. And he has a tragic life story because he was gay and he was like, basically persecuted for that and really driven into an unhealthy place. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact conditions, but the movie goes over it. It's a really good movie. But yeah, like, so that idea was planned a long time ago and it seemed obvious at least to him and to others that kind of followed along. But then, you know, like there's developments and then it dropped off the map for a while. And then it, it just really came back in our generation they can and yeah, and now it's applied in every every app on your phone, mm-hmm. the fo- your phone itself your your computer like all all that stuff the software we record music on like there are little bits of of this just narrow machine learning it's it's the technical term they call it it's like you find examples of it in most big big technologies now uh, at least in software mm. and so it's it's pretty amazing how that kind of stuff can happen, and I think about that a lot. How, the, the, like everyone can agree that something isn't going to happen for ten years,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then it, it just happens. And now it's just like it's now if you put AI on your company, you can raise ten million dollars the next day if you're in San Francisco. You know, like right. So it's a t- it's totally different, and that's that's how fast this shit can change, Mm -hmm. especially with
1: technology, so. Well, and it's also very funny to, I, there's been so many public beliefs that society has said for more than 10 years, like this or this would happen, or this doesn't exist, just like they did about um, the world being flat. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and I don't have a specific example really, but the older I'm getting, the more I am trying to just like question what, majority of society is saying is true or false if that makes any sense that that has nothing to do with AI I just like thought about that real quick Um, no that's it's definitely a thread that's like
0: that's all throughout the AI story is because there was a few people who question who did well first of all the reason we even have this idea is because people questioned Mm. what was possible right then when it was dead when ai was considered dead there was a few individuals that questioned that and pushed it through when no one else cared yeah and like i think that that's you know that's an important uh it's an important ability to have it's important filter to put on it's just like deconstruct and really question yeah what you know like can i really verify this right right but no it's with the Earth being flat, I think I think we're it's pretty easy to verify actually I've, i heard yeah, this, yeah. I remember who I heard this from. We were talking about Dubai, or you mentioned Dubai. Dubai has that like huge building yeah uh, I think it's the tallest building in the world S- something like that, yeah, but um if you you can actually see the curvature of the earth wow um like when you're up there, uh-huh. And there's something with the sun. Oh, okay. The sun rises earlier for you when if you're up you there.
1: That makes sense because you can see yeah. farther, and so like, or the sun can reach. The sun is reaching that area quicker than the ground because the curvature is blocking it. So that makes yeah.
0: sense. Yeah, exactly. So like, that's like a <laughs> self. Like you can verify.
1: Right, right. That for
0: yourself. Um I'm trying to find a picture of this building. Oh damn. Yeah, that's big. But yeah, like you can you can go up if you're a flat earther, right. if you're just like down to pay for the round the round trip ticket, oh, like
1: shit. Yeah. That thing is crazy looking. Yeah. It's so cool. And that's what I'm saying, like architecture like that would be fucking tight in the US like yeah it would be so cool like that that's looks pretty cool but still it
0: is just like striped tubes
1: yeah but like, still it's oh, it, gargoyles on there i would ra- yeah dude bring garg- <laughs> bring gargoyles back for real yeah i would rather look at that than the devon tower yeah you know that's that's
0: all that's all we have in oklahoma though well the actually Eye the old yeah <laughs> the the old like oklahoma city like buildings like built in the 1900s like, yeah, i are, think they're they, really cool
1: yeah they look pretty nice the older like yeah 1940s 50s or something i don't know
0: yeah i guess it wasn't 1900s it was, no, like, i don't know oklahomas made a state in like 1890 something
1: it's really weird to think that the country's super young, like we were talking about last episode. But then when you yeah. think of our home state, Oklahoma, how fucking young we are, like we were alive when it was a state for a hundred years. Like that's just that blows my mind, like in the span of history, like we, we became a state, I think, in like 1909 or seven or one is one of those. Yeah. And so we saw that like we saw us be a state for a hundred years. Yeah. 1907. Yeah, dude. It's, it's just weird to think about that for me, at least. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember being a kid, just being like, what? It's only been a fucking like state for a hundred years. That's it. Yeah, Well, that's like a cathedral away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so that's like, not to get back into politics, I'll say it very briefly. That's why I don't partake almost is because i'm like man there's so much that could happen into our country in the next 10 years because we've only been here for a short amount of time anyways that was the last episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to listen more about that check out episode 24
0: <laughs> yeah definitely that was that was a question or that was that was a discussion that i think like a lot of people hate hearing yeah. <laughs> but you know it's it's worth having those sometimes and And all that, uh, you, you reminded me of something like, uh, since we're on episode 25, gotta find one of my bookmarks here. Okay. So let me share my screen here. Uh, but I'll, I'll read this out loud as well. 90% of podcasts don't get past episode three. That's 1.8 million who quit. Damn. of the 200,000 left, 90% will quit after 20 episodes. That's another 180,000 gone. To be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, you only need to publish 21 episodes.
1: Woo! Let's <laughs> go. <Yeah. laughs>
0: so that's that's pretty crazy that we're at 25.
1: Yeah, man. We're trucking.
0: So we can say we can now say we have a top 1% podcast in the world.
1: Let's go let's, go, let's go, let's <laughs> go. You hear that? And we couldn't do it without our listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I wonder. I'm. I'm trying to see if it shows like how many. Uh, you'd be wrong. There are two million podcasts.
1: Fuck. Yeah. Wow.
0: It's still, like, which that's a lot, and that sounds like a lot. But when you think about how many. Well, first of all, when you think about that, only 1% of those Mm -hmm. 2 million get to episode 21. Yeah. The rest are just left in the graveyard. Yeah. You know,
1: there needs to be some kind of AI fucking like sweep. Like after like five years, like Mm. just like wipe all that shit out. Like, sorry, (laughs) but like, or like archive it somehow. Like notify them that they've been taking off the public, you know platform until they start putting out new episodes then they can be put back onto it something like that yeah that would probably help a lot of smaller podcasts in my opinion in my very ignorant opinion
0: yeah there's i mean i know there's archives of all sorts of stuff on the internet i think there's like a main archiving mission but it's not like you can just store the internet like on hard drives it's too big true so i don't know exactly how and maybe i'm wrong maybe no, you can't. It's just there's too much. Maybe there's like, like a
1: digital hard drive type of situation, like a cloud, like say Apple Podcast app and Spotify, like just started archiving it in some kind of cloud situation.
0: Oh, well, there is actually uh, pull this up. There's Podcast Index.
1: Mm. Oh, that that's I right. I'm
0: organization, and I'm actually I think we're on here actually, and they're they're one of the early. They like help you integrate with the Bitcoin network to receive micropayments mm-hmm. like live on your podcast. But yeah, they have four whoa, four million podcasts oh, in the
1: index. So that doesn't even count the the statistic on holy
0: shit. When was this last article posted? This last twenty three days, days ago and it said two million. Maybe they just had a different source. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's no telling because there's so many podcasts around the world too, and that's what's beautiful about podcasting is that people all around the world can do it if their country allows them. Unfortunately. Yeah, but even then, like those people get through, which is sick. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah, cool. We're on here.
0: Nice. But yeah, we're, I'm gonna be in the future working on like that integration. And it basically just works to where you as the user have the, ch- you have the, as the user have the choice of what podcast app you use mm-hmm. and you can use, there's now certain podcast apps that have this integration and usually they gift you free, uh, sats. Like that's the, the unit of Bitcoin that you're spending mm-hmm. and they'll give you like a thousand for free and you can just listen to your favorite podcasts and you'll pay them like, you know, mm-hmm. a 10th of a penny every 10 seconds yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah or like give a boost it's kind of like twitch
1: yeah yeah just like twitch uh uh, twitch bits twitch or like reddit even i know i noticed reddit at one point now has like some kind of i don't know something like that that's cool i think they do i haven't been on reddit in a long time i finally got rid of the bug (laughs) oh the Reddit. i know i never
0: got into reddit but like i've Obviously, you encounter it when you're just yeah, 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 looking for stuff. I
1: mean, it is good information, but I would just get on there to kill time, and that's where my time went to die. <laughs> yeah, so we'll put it like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's worse. There's worse things to do.
1: I mean, if you're learning
0: stuff, um, I heard a quote today that I really liked. It was like, if you can make your learning and your entertainment the same thing. Mm.
1: Like. See, that's really hard for me because I just like looking at dumb shit and having a shit-eating e- grin on my face the whole time. Just like laughing at people's mis- misfortunes or like, uh, um, I don't know. I like animals, like doing dumb stuff. So I'm, I just turn into a monkey slowly. I'm just like, oh, that's funny. But yes, you're right. That I mean, I should try that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think like that's... Back to podcasts, like that's one of the good things about podcasts. Like you can listen to an entertaining podcast, Mm -hmm. like that's also informative. True. And in fact, I would argue that that's how most of the good ones are. Yeah. They're good, not just because, like, obviously there's sketch uh, podcasts and pure entertainment, right? Stuff like that. But I don't know anything outside of that. People listen to it because it's informative and entertaining.
1: Yeah. True. True. True.
0: But yeah, I'm a total stan for podcasts. Same. Not obvious.
1: Yeah, I don't. It, it's still crazy to me how it still hasn't just become an. I mean, it is a normal part of society, but there still are people that are like podcasts. What the fuck? Like they kind of stick their nose up to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I usually try not to be this person, but I just will never understand that. <laughs> Which we've talked about it before, so there's no need in beating a dead horse. But it is yeah. wild to me that people don't like them, tit for t- or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean it's it's pretty dumb. Uh, it's just well, like if there's only two million or uh, I guess four million, mm-hmm. you know, like how many people on Earth have something worth saying, right? You know, like or. How many people on Earth should take the opportunity to like, um, broadcast on an uncensorable channel?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because that's what's cool about and podcasts. It's free. Is
0: like, yeah, it's a free uncensorable channel, like a podcast, like an RSS. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, 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 uh, like a type of a page where you read information from, like the broadcaster, us, we update the page. Mm -hmm. The user, they pull from the page and there's just like, there's no middleman. It's just data being sent directly from us Mm -hmm. to everyone else. It's peer-to-peer. And like, you know, that's... Like you're talking about if people can even listen to podcasts in their country. Like the beautiful thing is even in the most authoritarian country, if if you can get an internet signal, private internet signal, then you can always like pull from those feeds and get that information right you know like that's how it is in some countries it's like the the pirate radio i guess
1: Mm -hmm. exactly
0: so how was it playing a show after shaving your head i'm sure i'm sure it felt amazing
1: it it felt like a huge weight was taken off, but my neck is paying for it. That's for sure. Hey, yeah, you got a um, over? Yeah, dude, like this this muscle specifically on the right side of my body. Um when you have hair, it, there's momentum. It like carry it's almost like oh, it's yeah. easier to like bang your head because there's weight. And so you can kind of like follow it if that makes <laughs> sense. It's <laughs> there's science, man. <laughs> The science of headbanging. That's a book right there. That's a book title. Um, if that's not a book that already exists. Yeah. Yeah. I um, you did. yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, the show uh the tooth played last night was with Caustic. Caustic is fucking amazing. They're a local band from here and a bunch of small town dudes. And they're young, right? Yeah, yeah. They're younger playing uh like thrash crossover hardcore oh, yeah. kind of power trip style uh-huh. and uh yeah man i felt like a teenager just banging my head and moshing it was a lot of fun dude
0: yeah, that's that's so cool it was close I to being and
1: sold out too that's that's what was wild or it technically sold out but um, how many people were there i mean it was packed it was uh oh, 89th street yeah okay yeah. damn They've got a posse, too. I mean, they got they brought a lot of kids out. There's a lot of new faces in the Oklahoma scene right now. So it's really, really fucking cool to see that. Um, and it's kind of scary <laughs> at the same yeah. time because I'm like, wow, I'm just not getting any younger. That seems to be a, a theme on this podcast, just <laughs> re- realizing every month, every week, oh, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite, in fact. Yeah, yeah but that's that's all I could think about I was like damn seeing all these seeing all these younger like not jaded faces and like <laughs> kids that aren't in like some kind of clique or something they're all just there yeah. to have a good fucking time they all buy merch from all the bands like doesn't matter who it is like it's really it's really uh promising and it gives people like me who have been going to shows for more than like damn near coming up to 15 years so that's that's what's weird too to think about um it just gives me a lot of energy like it like i don't know it's awesome to see that play out like Dude,
0: that. just hearing that like gives me energy from all the way in utah like just because i mean when we when we are going to shows we we're like 14 15 16 it was it was it was bigger than it is now at least for like small you know these smaller genres these kind of niche genres heavy music and stuff like that like uh, every show almost every show was packed out when i went it was like 150 people and yeah and it was like like you're describing like you're not going for a click like you're, you're going purely just out of your interest out of out of passion right and it's just like so, so much of that informs who I am, like so much of that experience. And was in Oklahoma, like in this place that no one cares about, right, like right. where nothing's happening. And it was, it was just the the way to make something happen. Yeah. Was. So that kind of reminds me of our, our episode with Colton. Yeah. Like yeah. we talk, we talk a lot about the Oklahoma scene in that episode and cool. But no that that makes me so stoked to hear that there's like a lot of young kids that came out and it caustic is a young band and they're yeah, like man. bringing people in and they're writing new music.
1: And they rip too. They fucking like yeah. they're on their shit. They know they know how to play their instruments. That's for damn sure. And like yeah, they're just a great time. And I love bands that have that energy too and e- either it's subconscious or they do it on purpose. They just bring that energy with them and it's yeah it's infectious and it's good and i feel like our state needs it really bad um yeah
0: that's great it was uh obviously this my first show without or, or y- y'all's first show without me and yeah vice versa. yeah yeah so how, how was it playing bass and doing vocals at the same time
1: i mean i fucked up a lot <laughs> yeah Likely um, you're on the right instrument <laughs> right up. I just tried to get as fuzzy as possible and yeah. (laughs) And like, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was fun. I mean, it, it felt different for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, we missed having you obviously. And, and and people also like, we kind we, we made a post about it, but like not, not everyone who was at the show would see that post, you know? So like when we started setting up, I could see some faces that are familiar with us start being like, wait, what the fuck? What's going on? And then we just started yeah. playing and that was kind of funny to see. Uh the reaction. I said we were rush before we played. <laughs> <laughs> like right before we set up. I was like, Hey Vinny, I'm gonna say we're Rush <laughs> in front of this whole fucking crowd of people. <laughs> well no, that makes sense. Bass bass <laughs> yeah. vocalist, guitarist and drummer. Yeah had to man I couldn't pass it up <laughs> that's awesome
0: yeah I guess probably a lot of people from from the scene like I left I left pretty quietly pretty quickly
1: yeah well and also during during the like tail end of the pandemic too so yeah not a lot of people were in touch and everything when, when was our last show before or um I'm trying to remember i can remember the last oh, show i played which was with omen in tulsa oh yeah that was like
0: two weeks ago or something no no no.
1: the last show i ever played before the pandemic oh, I'm so like, yeah. i'm trying to remember the last tooth show i played uh yeah i don't really know
0: it might have been yeah i don't know
1: maybe a but... fest like murder fest no there was there had to be something after that
0: yeah, I don't know. But I'm I miss it. I mean, yeah. I
1: definitely uh when there's
0: an opportunity, I'll I'll come down and we'll yeah. rip a gig or meet somewhere and do it.
1: I feel like if you were to come and play bass again, then it would reinvigorate my need to like jump off the stage cuz I've now I'm like now now I'm anchored, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so then like if you come back, I'm just I was starting to get comfortable with like I think I'm just gonna stand still but now I'm like ah I wanna fucking wriggle around
0: <laughs> yeah
1: but yeah. no yeah
0: it's having a heavy instrument on you is takes it takes getting used to yeah
1: dude, especially yeah. if
0: you're free and you're a vocalist
1: when I saw a lot of people there last night I had not seen even before the the pandemic like just cause they they were probably in the same boat as me like feeling like maybe took it for granted in a sense, you know? I feel like a lot of people who used to go to shows probably felt that way all around the world um, mm-hmm. in some capacity or other, like, which who's to say that's true or not, you know? But, like, it's what I've been telling myself, but, it, I mean, for a good reason. Because now it's like, oh, you know what y- – sometimes it, it really does take something to be – taken away from you in order for you to like realize oh wow this thing really means a whole lot to me totally like i don't know where i would be without it. like sort of situation yeah like i and i remember like the
0: last few years like maybe 2019 2018 like it it can be like being being an oklahoma band it can be difficult and like discouraging a lot for a lot of reasons and we were just with our financial situation and transportation situation it was hot we didn't get work we didn't get out on the road as much as we wanted to right and so it's easy for that to just be like a bummer but like the last few years I I was actually telling myself like this is such a pleasure this is such a unique thing to be able to play Mm -hmm. consistently with with a group of people Play shows and write around music. Like, that's, it's a rare thing. Like, I, I should be super grateful and cherish every bit of this. And it was like, I would tell myself that, but you, you, it's so hard to feel it. But then, obviously, through the pandemic and that huge gap of time, like everyone feels that truth now. And that, and not just to play in it, but just to, to even go and witness it. Like, you're talking about seeing caustic and like just to go and see a young band in a genre that you love mm-hmm. and they're just like young and full <laughs> of en- energy and unjaded. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's invigorating. Yeah. Yeah. And for the people to get really into it, like, like we did, it's, you know, it's uh it's essential.
1: Yeah. essential part of your life. Well, and it was awesome too. There was a uh, forgot to mention, like black magnet played a really yeah. cool industrial metal uh, trio from Oklahoma City. But, I mean, James Hammond Tree wrote a lot of it, um, under the assumption. Um, Yeah. They were great. I mean, it was a cool mixed bill. That's that's what was really cool, was it was a truly mixed bill. The other bands, like Agony, it was their very first show. They put out something right before the pandemic and uh, then didn't get to play anything. Mm -hmm. And so they were sitting on this... EP or album for a whole year and they're just like anxious to play. And so they got to play, there was like an emo screamo band that played Carvest and then a a very, very new band Tar Creek. Um, It was cool. They're all different. And I like that. I think I I love mixed shows like that. I do too. And I think it's the only way I personally believe it's the only way these small communities like Oklahoma and probably like Kansas And, you know, surrounding states are going to survive, sort of, in my opinion, is, like, having those mixed bills, that way you have large capacity of people coming. Like, if you just Mm -hmm. have the same hardcore bands and the same sounding shit over and over and over and over, it's going to get super saturated and, like, people aren't going to want to come out. But if you have something for everyone and... You you like mend and build a trustworthy and like uh, pleasant, just a positive scene or community or whatever you want to call it. Like as long as that's the foundation, having mixed bills, I think is the way to go. In my opinion, yeah, because yeah, it just no, brings true. out a lot of different, a lot of different ears for different shit, and then people, you know, will probably start to the other genres will grow on them. Maybe you know that. That's exactly
0: what I was thinking. Is like that's, like that's um, that's amazing because it's like a cross pollinization of ideas, like the cross pollinization of, of influences, right?
1: Because
0: like seeing, like we were originally more into like a more, I guess you would say mainstream kind of straight and narrow type of like metalcore and heavy yep. music, yeah. Not not exclusively like there there was some. Probably some out there stuff we liked, but for the most part, we were, we were very limited in what we listened to, but like going to like more hardcore punk shows, for example, I I know for you and for me, it was like, it was a, it was a great influence. Like you see how this different type of sound, how they generate energy and like, uh, like interesting sounds and, and all the things that you'd want, you know, out of, out of a great song. And then you just like, you have that influence and you have this other influence and you can, you just have more reference, more things to pull from and unique ideas come out of that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool though. It's, it's weird. Like here in Utah, I mean, I know they have a local scene. In fact, uh, I think cult leaders from here. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cult, cult leader. So need to figure out how to bump into them
1: I don't know if i've ever <laughs> you can I'm, play try- show, <laughs> I'm trying to think if i've ever or if we've ever played in utah i don't, I don't um
0: know. we we did with fossil youth I think okay. in
1: two thousand and fourteen okay Forever. I, couldn't
0: re- I couldn't remember i remember we stopped in utah i'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we played
1: but that might have been the night we today. man I don't remember I can't remember. All I remember is the two or three day long drive to Washington State. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's all. And then my brain just got lost. <laughs> yeah. Like after that, I was like Whoa. having fever up front. Dude, yeah, like it literally <laughs> felt like a week of the tour had gone by just being in that van for two to three days.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: the more okay, real that. real quick, and and we can move on from it, but. The more that I go on tour and I'm in a van, the more I feel like I'm on a fucking boat selling the seas. Does that make sense? <laughs> maybe no, it only that, makes sense. That's a good sense. way of thinking about it. That's maybe, a fun way. Maybe it only makes sense for the people who've ever done it, but you're just you all smell like shit and you all like I don't know, you all are in charge of potentially in charge if something breaks. <laughs> and yeah. like I don't know. It just gives me that feeling. You gotta keep well, it clean. Yeah, that- You got to, like, not be in each other's space, but you're in each other's space all the time. (laughs) Well, that's
0: why it's exciting. It's like an adventure. Yeah. Like, you're traversing the unknown, or at least not your home, with all of your stuff on you. Like, you're carrying everything with you. So, that's actually – I like that analogy. I definitely – I mean, we we will get to go out on the road again, I'm certain. And even though I'm in Utah, weirdly enough, I have more – flexibility i can work like if if we ever if there's ever a fest like in oklahoma a big fest that we play or something like i could like work remotely in oklahoma for a few days and like play the show and right right back that, that type of deal but it, it's weird here because like nobody like nobody i work with or nobody i know like knows i have any involvement with music whatsoever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like i don't i'm not the type of person that like to talk about it a lot unless it just comes up right like, naturally which almost never does <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know it's just weird because it feels like such a huge part of my identity but mm-hmm. it's something that like no one knows about me
1: uh, I, well i mean i don't even talk about it at my job so i mean yeah don't feel alone in that i i kind of get what you're saying it's way different though if you're in a different uh if you're in a different state my cat loves to look out the window. That's oh. what that is. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um,
0: we we <laughs> I, I already know what I'm gonna call this episode. What what we're gonna call this episode? What top one percent? <laughs> top one percent of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's kind of okay. It's kind of funny. Like this is the most loser way to be at the top one percent of anything. Dude, like, yeah, not by number of listeners just by a number of episodes <laughs> yeah
1: i mean it says something though it's it, I, I feel or like yeah. it says something we're serious like we're serious enough to show up every week almost yeah for the most part <laughs> we
0: yeah we we were we were every week in a row for like 20 or 21 yeah and
1: I mean, then over the
0: last month and a half we, i think we've had like two weeks off yeah yeah so been a little inconsistency there but it's been it's been, it's been interesting to adjust, like we're trying to, I mean, we both talk about this, not on the podcast, but like, you know, what, uh, how are we going to evolve? Like, what new are we going to bring on? How are we going to be more intentional? Right. Just basically make it better yeah, like yeah, slowly yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. And that's so, it's so hard to have, it's so hard to grow at something over the long term, just like incrementally.
1: Well, yeah, and especially if we meet, only meet up like once a week, too. I mean, it's kind of like the band situation. For years, we just practice once a week, and it's like we have to take it at a week at a time, basically. Yeah. So but maybe I, that's I, maybe that's why it's easy for us to do this because <laughs> we're used to setting a day to get together for at least like a set amount of time to get something done and then move on.
0: Yeah. No, totally. It's, it's been, it's been, it's crazy to think how consistent we have been like over just eight, yeah. nine years well, with the band, like, right. Right. Every week.
1: Right.
0: And yeah, when I mean, it's I, when something I, tell I admire.
1: That...
0: Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say it's something I admire, but like there's very few aspects of my life, which, which I can, I really am able to stay consistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I tell people that, they're kind of amazed. I've told a few, like, friends, like, mutual friends, like Eric and other people, like, yeah, we practice, like, we try to practice every week. Like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, we practice, like, once every two months (laughs) or something. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's interesting. But I mean I I will say about the show there was at least two or three people that talked to me about they were like it's just something about y'all together playing like there's something that's going on that's not being said or like you can't hear it but you can see it and I was and I literally told all those people like it's literally just from doing it with each other forever I mean that's what it is it's yeah you start developing this un this language that doesn't even require your vocal cords, like towards Mm -hmm. each other, you know, like it's, it's really cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, this makes me think weirdly of, of AI a little bit again. Like if you think about, yeah, Yeah. you know, music and especially like live music, like music in a live context, it's so, uh, it can be like so nuanced. And like, I, my brain can perfectly simulate Vincent playing drums, right? Exactly, <laughs> and his timing, yeah, and his like subtle delays, or when he messes up, right, and what will happen? Like, there's just all these scenarios. We've been through them so many times that it's just subconsciously, without without consciously thinking, like we're just able to like stay in sync and sync yeah. and react in the moment, and that's like everything. Everything great, like great bands, or amazing um athletes or something like that like that's the type of thing they're they're like tapping into is just such a nuanced intelligence with this like narrow area whether you're like a gymnast on the balance beam or something right and like you're just it's just so you're so you're super intelligent at that thing Mm -hmm. and you react perfectly just because just because you've done it so many times and and yeah if you See it's it's one thing to perfect the balance beam like maybe we could train an AI or I don't know a Boston Dynamics robot to do that. Right. But then if you also have it, you know, go through high school and just like live a normal life and have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, so so uh Yeah, man, just people, learning through
1: you know, I mean, I guess it's just trial and error, right? And just doing things repetitive repetitively. Yeah. 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 And it's cool to see that part of the human brain or AI part of the human brain. I don't know if that's a term or I'm sure that is in layman's terms is how I'm saying it. But, like, the uh, yeah, I mean, just it's in dogs. It's in, like, other animals, just the reward system. I don't know. You can explain that better than I can. I've <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's basically just uh – connections and references like Mm. neurons and and actually how ai works like it is a replication of that called neural net if you've ever heard that term um but yeah like it's it's clear that just the neural net actually zooming a little bit back from that just a network like the idea of a network like you've got individual nodes or individual agents Mm -hmm. or units all interacting connected like that's such a fundamental pattern to nature Mm. like it's in mushrooms and trees and in all sorts of nature but it's also like how our brains work and like the referencing and the different nodes in the network are always updating each other and Mm -hmm. and making connections and finding patterns yeah and so like understanding more about the human brain, if you if you kind of boil it down to that simple idea, then it may, it's natural to think that like, yeah, m- maybe we could do this with computers. Right. But yes, yeah, it's, it's not that simple. Like if we're talking at the level of like playing, I don't know, playing in a band, playing in a punk band, whatever, like it's uh, there. there's just like nuance there that we can't compute yet. Like we can't right. process that. We don't understand it. It's just energy and creativity. And that's why, that's why it's a cool, that's why art is cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's just in that realm. Agreed. But yeah, I guess we can, uh, we could shell our new single. Yeah. We're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Animals. That's true. Yeah.
1: We released it uh, last week. Yeah
0: yeah piercing There's, the skin of grief
1: yep it's a an song so it's uh let me pull up here. okay it's on i've done the tooch it, the tooch it's on uh it's on definitely all streaming platforms that have ever been created i looked oh up yeah on our distro kid it the line of like streaming uh services there are now is crazy um shouts out to Vinny. Pat, yeah. past cast
0: episode i don't know whichever one, but he does all the art. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, man. I'm happy with uh, the direction we're going. It's been a drastic change, but that's also what I got uh, from a lot of people was the drastic change of sound. Oh. And, like, we didn't play any old songs, and, like, mm-hmm. it was it, it was received well, though. Someone that's told sweet. me, some old old head, Literally, old guy, never seen before in my life, was like, "Hey, man, you look like young Henry Rollins up there." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, dude, Henry, if you're listening, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> come tell us oh, about sweet. working out and going to Iraq.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying to. I'm trying to work out now. now every time, like uh oh this is random but like there's there's a bunch of buff guys in my office not a bunch there's a few mm-hmm. and i just want to like go up to them and just want to be like bro take me mm-hmm. to the gym with Dude, you. get me swole <laughs> what's your, wait what do they say what uh what's your what's your routine
1: oh yeah <laughs> okay what reps do you do hey
0: what's your routine
1: know? bro i got a routine uh i'll but not running your jeans around your apartment (laughs) yeah (laughs) running my jeans in my jean jacket (laughs) (laughs) eating a slim jim (laughs) (laughs) no i just do 50 sit-ups and push-ups that's that's about it but it took me a month to get to where i could do that so that sucked
0: i don't know if i could do 50 push-ups it i couldn't
1: i couldn't do it at all like when i first started trying but once you do it, if once you just keep, which I didn't do 50 at all, I just started at like 20 and then take a break, do 20, take a break, do 10. Yeah. Um. But then it just like, it's crazy how slowly it just gets easier and easier and easier and easier. Like it's weird. And, and like, I'm not, I don't know, really putting mass on, I don't really give a shit about that, but it's like when I need them, they're there. The muscles that I've been building. So it's yeah. it's kind of a cool feeling. Skating has helped that too with my legs and running. Oh yeah. And endurance. Yeah, dude, my endurance has changed ever since I quit smoking cigarettes and have been skating. Like work's been kind of rough the past month. I've been having some days off that I don't really necessarily want, but they've been nice to like cuz then I just like I'm like okay, I'm going to be productive today. I'm not just going to sit inside, so I'll go to the skate park at 7 in the morning, no one's there and just skate till like 12. Dude, that's 12 sick. or 1. I'll take a break and eat like eat something, but like when I'm done, I feel like I worked. I I I feel like I like I'm like dr- I'm drenched. Like I just feel yeah. like I'm ready to go to sleep for the day. <laughs> and it it feels great to have a day in the week to like just go do that and like just like deplete my body and then replenish it the rest of the yeah, day. That that seems
0: invaluable. Like I I haven't had a day like, like you have days like that on I don't know, on vacation or something where you right. like truly get up in the morning and you're just exerting energy right for, for most of the day. And if it feels good, like that's kind of the natural, you know, 1000 years ago you would wake up at dawn and you'd go hunting Until, until you find food, you know, maybe in the afternoon, you come back and then, okay, you're basically done for the day. And like that, that's a more, almost a more natural routine. Right. But yeah, like it makes me think of like, again, cathedral and like having a low time preference. Like if you're trying to bulk up or trying to get a six pack or I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of those things are like, they, people want the prize. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to get to the prize as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have that low time preference, you're just like, I want to be the healthiest eighty year old and the healthiest right. year old. Like I want to, I want to build this thing to last a hundred years.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's a different approach. Like that's more of a slow iter- iterative approach almost. And that's that's how I try and think about it. But Definitely. like
1: I'm, I'm so bad at this stuff. Like it's it's so slow for me. Like. Getting into routine. I get it. That's that's exactly why I quit smoking cigarettes. Like I was talking to you about like cutting back on caffeine and soda and like trying I'm trying my hardest to eat healthier and like cook at home. Fast food is still like my downfall. It just sucks. Like I'm getting rid of all the fun things in life and like fast food and pop and like soda is like the last bit where I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to give you up but like I, I if I if I want to be healthier in my sixties, if if I even live that long, like it's not going to be because I ate Taco Bell every single day. But it, then it's also like I look at my wallet and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I can only afford cheesy bean and rice burritos that will come up to like three dollars, you know? <laughs> yeah. And will last me two meals, <laughs> like like. Or yeah. or I go get ramen that's just sodium fueled and like. I don't know, just like like
0: sodium and carbs and cardboard.
1: Yeah, yeah, like (laughs) it sucks, but yeah, trying. I'm I'm trying to get before thirty. I want to be way healthier. That's the goal. I got three. I got three years. See, those are the those are like the
0: coolest stories. I love like I don't know the whole like fitness, workout, weight loss world is like pretty pretty cringy. A lot of it. Yeah, into it, but I love to see it when like older people who like weren't healthy and who've never been healthy, like become the healthiest they've ever been Yeah, dude. like in their late thirties or the forties, fifties, sixties. Sometimes Do like, like
1: Stevo. like not to be, yeah. the, it, that's kind of a cringy like way to uh, uh, another, like, but I mean, he's just like, well, I mean, he's just transformation, like not,
0: not doing the drugs alone. Like, right. That's a
1: huge right. <laughs> he, I think he's like eating V ve- vegan. I could be wrong. Yeah, that. no, he's but, he's super vegan. Yeah, just like not out of fat on him, like super, super healthy. Um and I still stand by like he talks about it too, like just being filthy growing up and like not being afraid to eat shit off the ground and like drink water from the tap and like things that you and I both did. <laughs> Dude, like, yes. I, I actually talk
0: about this a lot. Yes. Yeah yeah like to do with just immune system and like sickness and stuff like that like if you're if you're like always exposing yourself just like a little bit like just enough yeah where your body can detect and react and like i don't know like drinking from the water fountain is a perfect example or and and you should wash your hands and you should do all the things that are like sanitary and considerate of other people
1: yeah
0: but like when i see someone like some of the people i work with not not directly work with, but some of the people like in these other offices, like there's some super like germaphobe. Like, right, right. They sanitize everything, and they like have Germex hanging from their keys. Yeah, and it's like I don't know something about that. Like that seems off to me. That seems like that's not that 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 leads to weakness. Right, how it seems to me. I, and from I how I understand, um, like how the immune system works. Mm -hmm. but maybe i'm full of shit no i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: that's true we should ask caleb um yeah i mean i i mean i can say from experience i used to be extremely allergic to cats like i would i had a girlfriend that had cats and i'd go to her house and i would just like my like my eyes would swell up Mm -hmm. i should have gone to the hospital maybe i don't know like my my throat would get like itchy and like and I just kept – I loved the cats, so I just kept petting them and, like, hanging out with them. And just regardless, you know, I'd try and wash my hands, but it just wouldn't do anything. I would sneeze, like, 12 yeah. times in a row. Now I own a cat, and it's just over the years. And also my outdoor allergies, the more I would skate all day and just push through them, not even take medicine, now I'm fine. I go outside. I think I, I can attribute that to cutting my hair off, too. But because all the shit would get in my hair, and then I'd yeah. lay in my bed, and it would like get on my pillow, and then it would get on my sheets, and then it would just be a bad time. But being yeah, if you out- have bad allergies, having
0: long hair is like yeah, make so it a lot much. worse.
1: Being in Oklahoma with long hair, I think, is like the wrong fucking move. <laughs> there's too much. There's too many bugs. There's too much mud. There's too much like hot air. Oh, dude, you you reminded
0: me like it. You wouldn't believe what ninety-five degrees feels like in Utah. Like, I I could not believe it. It is so. Is it nice? Not that bad. It's so chill. Yeah. Damn. You. Could, I uh, love
1: desert climate, dude. Okay. I love the beach, but I love desert climate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could have a beach scenario with a desert climate. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, that's,
0: well, I don't know. That's that's kind of how parts of California are. It's like why it's some of the best climate yeah, like in the true. world. But just having the dry
1: heat versus versus humidity is yeah. like it's such a huge difference. It's it's crazy. I imagine outdoor like skating and all that is like amazing out there. Just Dude, the more yeah. west you go, like I bet it feels great every day out there. Yeah. Here you have to do it before 11 or 12 or you See work. like here all the uh, I'll pull up a picture in a second.
0: In Oklahoma, like, I could hardly skate. It feels like even 85, you know, unless I'm in a shady area. It's just, like, it is hard to do. You yeah. just be drenched so fast. And here it's, like, I could, I could probably skate in the sun when it's 90. And, like, you know, you would sweat, but, like, you wouldn't be suffocating.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Dude, I tried to hang with the brown boys at the skate park with Colton, <laughs> and my white ass. Oh, <laughs> the lower part—it's kind of hard to see—but the lower part is the is where my uh, pants were, and I had my shirt off all day. And yeah, yeah, I am red as a as a fucking tomato. And those dudes are just out there absorbing. Yeah, their oh shirt. yeah, yeah, like no problem. I didn't even think twice about it. I was just hanging out, having fun. No shirt, four fucking hours in the middle of the day on a Sunday, just like from like 12 to four, <laughs> like yeah. the hottest part of the day.
0: Stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. Talk talk about weakness, like immune system weakness. Right. We have, we have like skin, yeah. like because we have so much less sun, even than a lot of our European ancestors because we're inside all day. Yeah, So true. We're, we're fucking weak.
1: That's that's my theory on allergies too. The more I'm outside, the the better my allergies become, or the better like my body is to absorbing the things I'm allergic to. Yeah, and just, just dealing with it, just not dealing with it, it. Yeah, as long as you're not like your throat isn't closing up <laughs> or something. Like I would, I I would encourage it. If I had kids, I would encourage them to just yeah be outside more.
0: Totally. But, I'm I'm definitely gonna do that from for my kids if I ever have them. But sweet, you wanna call it?
1: Yeah, man. Sure. Thanks for yeah. listening, y'all.
0: Yeah, thanks everyone.